Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome to the Craze Cast, the podcast run by the fans for the fans that brings you close to the action. My name is Roxy, and today I'm joined by my fellow host, Jay and Amber. Hello. Hello. To keep up with all our content, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Craze Magazine and YouTube The Craze. Before we begin, we'd like to give a big shout out to our patrons that help make this possible. Big thanks to Danielle, Stuart, Mian, and Brienne for their support. If you're interested in joining our Patreon, go to patreon.com backslash Craze Magazine to check out all the great perks we have for our members. Jay, so, you're back! Yes, Jay's back. Long time no see! <laughs> or talk to each other. It's been such a long time, but I'm back. Hello, hello, hello. We, you were gone because you were getting your shot, and then Easter happened. It's been too long! I, I will say, I'm glad to see that the IU agenda continued on, even though it was uh, without me <laughs> last episode. It wouldn't be a craze episode without an IU agenda discussion. But we're back together. Oh, my God. I can't so, believe it. So how are we feeling? How has the week been? It's been a while since we've actually recorded. It's been oh, I know. almost two weeks. Tiring. <laughs> I think all of us are just tired, but... Nonetheless, I mean, not so bad. Yeah, a lot has been going on and it has not been good. So <laughs> I'm ready for a break. Me too, man. Just like the world in general. It's like, can everyone just, I kind of want everyone to go outside and touch grass. But a lot, like even the K-pop world, a fuck ton of shit has been happening. I feel like it calmed down a little bit because like last month or like, I don't know, it's been like two months now with all those bullying things that has finally relaxed and then the Spotify thing. But now a lot of the like enlistment announcements are coming. Ooh, I said the big E word. Oh boy. And the, for like, even the like that drama is like simmering down. I just feel like there's so many comebacks or debuts right now. And I'm just like, I can't keep up with everything anymore. This is usually KCON prep season for us too. So like, imagine if we were prepping for KCON and all of this was coming out at the same time. I feel like I haven't been to KCON in ages. I know, but I feel, <laughs> I feel like my head would have like popped off already and be like, oh my god, <laughs> there's so much to do. I mean, I think end of 2020, early 2021 kind of made up for that for us. That's true. We've had some insane stuff going on this year so far. But it's been a crazy it. first quarter. Keep up with the momentum. Um, Jay, did you happen to catch any of the new releases? I know we talked about what you picked for first quarter. Um, I saw your Astro article. Yes. Oh my God. I will not shut up about how good that album is. And I'm like, do I buy the physical album? now or wait do it do it because <laughs> it's so good and i'm just like it's been a while since i've listened to astro and so like it's kind of like another reintroduction for me for them and i'm like where did they grow up i just remember them as like those sweet little boys who had like the happy go lucky like boy next door concept and i'm like wow i'm here for it i like it um and then yeah that's uh, probably one of the only releases i've been listening to a lot lately i'm just mad because i watched their stage on m countdown this past week and they do one which is like the hard grungy sexy concept which whoo astro keep it going but then they go back to their cutesy roots and i'm just like how are you the same people oh 
I have another one. Weekly. Like, I am in love with after school, like, from them. And I'm just like, oh, I really like it. I really like it. I am also debating if I want to buy the physical album to that uh, for them, for this comeback. Yes, Weekly Supremacy. Oh, God, Roxy, that means you're you're outnumbered in this one. I know I am. Although, like, I don't have anything against Weekly. <laughs> But to be honest, I haven't had the chance to listen to their release yet. So I'm like super behind. I was looking at everything that's come out so far this month and I'm like, it's been 10 days. Why? <laughs> I'm just shook at all this sh- stuff that has come out. I know that the song that is shaking everyone's is only one up with their song Libido. It's pretty risque what they decided to go with there. How can they get away with that on stage, with what they do on stage, and Sunmi had to tone down her tail performance? Misogyny. That's your answer. Man, because I'm just like, I was like, you know, you know, children watch M Countdown. Like, I'm a 25-year-old adult. I watch M Countdown. But you know children still watch M Countdown, right? Ugh, but they, they're making music for grown folks. But Junji... Do y'all remember the guy? Because we've talked about him with the long ass hair that has no eyeballs. He has eyeballs now. Huh? I'm just confused. I never <laughs> doubted that he had eyes. So. <laughs> I was but like, like, yeah, I was like, what? He had, like, you can see his eyes now. Because, like, we hadn't seen his eyes since debut. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> I'm so confused. It's his hair. I was like, um, what is going on? Never mind. I got it. I got it. We haven't seen his eyes since debut. It's kind of nuts that now we get to see them. But we see his eyes, but he lost his shirt. (laughs) It's a rough time. Okay, but I digress. Roxy, what are we talking about today? So today, um, our topic is basically just diving headfirst into retro K-pop and sort of the origins of of K-pop. So um, we're going to hop back as far as we possibly can. And sort of see what, you know, formed this phenomenon as it is now. Because even just thinking between 2016 and now, shit has blown up. It's crazy. I mean, when I think about, like, old school K-pop, I think of, like, G.O.D. and S.E.S. and Finkel and H.O.T. Um, I don't think any farther back. Like, farther than them, we get, like, Sotaji, but then we get all the trap people. Well, it's actually interesting if you look it up, like the origins of the sort of pop music go as far back as the 1950s. So there was, you know, during the Korean War, some Western influence came in um, and sort of brought the idea of like, I don't want to say pop stars, but like, you know, singers. And that was like the seed was planted. But I really think that the the K-pop phenomenon as we know it can be traced back to, I would say, So Taiji and the Boys. Oh, 100%. Like, definitely. Like, the phenomenon behind it. But then as things get, like, as things progress, like, we start seeing, like, all of these groups together. And um, thinking about, like, Sotaji, like, I realized when doing, like, research for this, every song that's, like, Come Back Home, minus Only One Us's Come Back Home, because it doesn't quite match up, has been a redo on their song, Come Back Home. BTS's version of it is what, like, really piqued my interest, because I thought the way that BTS, like, remastered that song was, like, brilliant. And I think the song itself has, like, such an intense and important message, and to, you know, be able to take... Because, like, if you listen to the original, it's a little bit it's a little bit funny. It's the same as if you listen to, like, super, super early, like, rap music from the 19, I would say 1980s-ish. It's, like, it it's, has a sound that is very retro, 
But it, it also like, because of how old it is, it's kind of hard to get deep into the lyrics, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. I think my favorite cover of it is um, the 21 cover of it their version of it with like the island like dance hall style um and like the stories that they tell with the song i thought was really interesting too i don't know jay do you have a favorite i i guess it would be 21 also how they did that uh haven't really explored or really like looked into a lot of the covers um if we're talking about a different cover uh shoot i forgot who did it um i think it's i forgot the group name but tiara did a cover and it is a very nostalgic kind of sound too oh my god bless tiara I have to find the name, but their rendition of the cover, it sounds almost not identical to the original song, but they did so well covering it and they have their own music video to it. I really like that. I'll find it. I'll find it. I promise. For all all my my kids here, my newbie uh, K-pop fans, fun fact, YG was in So Taiji and the Boys. <laughs> So if you want to see him looking fucking ridiculous, go look up some pictures of of Sotaiji and the boys from the early 90s. It is funny. Since we're like, we're going to start in the 90s and bringing up YG. YG is actually one of the first companies to do like hip hop and rap. Like I was finding YG family rap songs from like 1992 1993 1994 so like fun fun fact on the big three um if you want to know how old lee suman is uh sm entertainment was formally established in 1995 followed by yg entertainment in 96 and then uh jyp created his entertainment and uh label in 97 and they all did it to compete with each other and like can you how many years were they just at each other's throats to be like the top one in the big three and now that is go coming you know crashing down in a sense because yg is losing it a little bit i'm pretty sure that big hit has overtaken at least one of them at least in sales and in net profit right and it's it's just it's nuts but like i was going back and looking at old yg stuff and it's it's crazy to me seeing that like a lot of we've seen a lot of old yg stuff covered without even knowing it for people who watched kingdom icons rhythm toss stage is actually remixed with a song called yg gentleman um that came out in like late 90s early 2000s and it's a classically ingrained song into like older generations um also i if you are of the sensitive variety don't watch old um yg family music videos just don't i assume they're pretty offensive huh um you think that appropriation is bad now i'm i swear most of these were filmed in america and like they're in braids there's a lot of not a normal English used a lot of like AAVE that's used like it's very they were trying to mimic what American hip-hop was at the time you know that's actually a pretty common phenomenon in music in general but uh, just like I haven't watched any of the videos but I can picture exactly what you're talking about and I am sure it is just a train wreck yeah i'm just like i'm just like i'll find some links to send them to you again because it took some digging to find these videos because i was like okay i know all of the big three companies have old k-pop groups because that's who all there was back then is the big three like we didn't see dsp 
until like early 2000s start releasing groups um which is they're not a big company but they're a recognized company yeah so um, um dsp had they had fincale right is that how you say it finkel 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 i don't like that i would rather say finkel <laughs> Um, Yeah, but that was one of their biggest groups. And I I find that interesting because when doing research for this, I had never even heard of that group. Like I've heard of every other one but them. Finkel is who had Ihori. Yep. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know how to explain it to y'all, but. uh, To be fair though, I didn't know who Finkel was until I learned who Ihori was. And I only discovered Ihori from her TV show. I only knew who Ihori was, was when she released You Go Girl, another classic song from her. Um, and then I was like, who is she? Like, she's she's really gorgeous. And I like this song. I didn't even know that she came from a girl group named Finkel. And then like, even then Finkel had some issues as a group and they're no longer a group. And then she's the one who really branched out and really made her career, you know, as a former member of Finkel. But now I believe they're all on good terms because they did have a re like a reunion within the last couple of years. But yeah, I wouldn't have known who they were if it wasn't for Ihori. I mean, the ironic thing too is because these groups came out in the 90s, we've seen like their entire lifespan. And a lot of these groups, they hated each other. Like the members just dead ass hated each other. And it came out later. And I think even recently I saw something in the headlines about two Shinwa members like beefing on social media. I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. Sorry, I won't stop burping on my end. My bad. Um, Like, yeah, it's just like Shinwa's been around for such a long time and you know that they got issues, but apparently they, you know, they managed to always hash it out they work they it out do. all the time shinwa yeah. is shinwa's that group which venus is still that bitch um and for older k-pop fans venus um is the song you're my love, uh, 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 venus um that you may hear in old k-dramas from time to time um but shinwa's a group that will they're like They'll come back when they feel like coming back. Every couple years, they're like, anniversary concert. Um, I was able to see, not see the anniversary concert, but see like the setup for one because um, it was happening at the same time as a Stray Kids concert um, and the same venue. Like Olympic Park has like all these different venues. We were in the smaller venue and they were in the KPSO dome. Um, and there was like three generations of Shinwa fans there in that burnt orange damn jumper jacket thing of theirs. Uh, I remember when, sh- go ahead, Roxy. Oh, I I was just gonna say Shinwa definitely has like a legacy because the other day it was like nice outside and I was driving around and Perfect Man came on shuffle and I just go so fucking hard to that song and that the era of that song too reminds me so much of like the Backstreet Boys like the sound that it has it really does it really does that's one of the old K-pop songs that I know every fucking word to it's like it's very nostalgic for me too because you know I love the Backstreet Boys when I was like five years old when they were like super popular. So it's, I think it's an interesting sort of way of showing how the K-pop industry was kind of in tandem with the American pop industry. They were sort of doing things, you know, parallel to each other at that time. And I think- Absolutely. Yeah, and stuff like that. Cause you know, like locals will get on your ass about being weird for liking Korean music. And it's like, but if you go further into that, if you listen to this song, it sounds exactly like what you find popular. So it's really not that different. It's not as different as people make it out to be. It's honestly just in a different language. Hell, a lot of early Korean releases, like, sorry, 
I my first branch into K-pop guys was YG. Outside of BAP, I was a I'm a heavy YG stan. Um, was there a lot of their stuff is in English? A lot of the early stuff. Big Bang has some English stuff from the early days. There's a lot of stuff. <gasps> Shut, throw back to La 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 in English, and I'm just like ah, that's how I kind of got into Big Bang. Aside from Set Set Glow, which is a, another remake of a previous song, and um, I just yeah, you know what? I actually remember seeing a lot more English uh, releases coming out from YG more than I saw from any of the other big three at the time. Considering their early artists were all like foreigners from America that were brought over. Like Jin Yushan is one of the members is from the state. And then you got CL who both parents, she literally spent time in both continents all the time. And then branching out into like Winner and Icon. And now we've got this new treasure with multiple continents. I love like I have a special place in my heart for Icon because Bobby is from like the same area as me. So like when he's off, when he's not doing idol stuff, he comes over here and visits his parents and I'm just like, "Oh, someone from my area is a K-pop idol." <laughs> it's just seeing him in public and me like, "Oh, yo, hey. What's good?" Uh something I wanted to mention too, which I thought was very cool, um is like the official like group that is recognized for starting like the whole idol band sort of thing is uh HOT in 1996. Andy will forever always be that jam the longevity of that song I swear. I went back and watched the music video for the song Candy, which is what got them so popular. I was like, oh my god. The middens and then jumping. I, <laughs> it was the worst thing I've ever seen. And I don't mean any disrespect to H.O.T. Like, I know they had to do that, but I was like, ugh. I don't the like- baggy clothes. The I color don't like, blocking. <laughs> As a designer, it like hurt and I don't like cutesy stuff in general. So I was like, everything about this makes me want to heave. I mean, and then we've got one candle from G.O.D. that we literally hear the idols sing every fucking year at Gaios. G.O.D. came a few years later, but they are still considered one of the peak, peak artists in K-pop history. I believe they, they debuted in like 99. Yeah. I think so. Because I'm just seeing that one candle came out in 2000. And I, I just wanted to bring up also, it's just like you have groups like Xinhua, H.O.T., G.O.D., where it's like they're all of their songs are so timeless that every few years or so, we always get a group covering one of their songs. And a lot of boy groups take influence from these um, these older boy groups. And they're like, um, for example, if you watch the unit, you know, Shinhua was one of the groups that they're like, yeah, let's cover this song. I forgot what song it was. I don't think it was Perfect Man. But um, yeah, it's just like, it goes to show that like, the influence that these groups have had have are still ongoing till this day. I mean, probably a lot of the younger kids now that are debuting now are like, who? But a lot of it goes to like, okay, they're, you know, there's senior group, like the senior groups are just like, no, you're going to sit down and you're going to learn where this came from kind of situation. It's like your faves, 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 fave. So the reason that this sort of idol thing ended up happening in Korea was that the, the big three, the companies that were starting to produce this were taking uh, a used model for J-pop. So they took influence from how, you know, Japanese bands were created. So very interesting um, sort of combination of like American influence, Japanese influence. And then now Korea has like its own booming industry based off of that. I was also just realizing that like, 
with how fast k-pop moves like the songs we're talking about to us we're like oh retro k-pop that's like ancient k-pop to new fans they're like what um like case in point i've been watching um kingdom and like hardly anyone knew who b2b was and i'm just what is sad what? how do you not know the disrespect are you serious Three exactly. of the groups on there debuted in tw- like late 20 teens. And the absolute like, disrespect. I am so sorry, B2B. You don't deserve right, it. Right. I literally had to like sit down and do like a Twitter thread on my fan account about like B2B are the kings of live vocals. And the people witnessed it when like poor AT's uh song off from AT's. Um, I can't remember the name of the song. Um, the B2, the, the, na, 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 na. I can never remember the actual name of that song. Um, it's in tears watching them sing. Because he had his fanboy moment on national TV. But because I mean, like, it's B2B true. B2B or that bitch. If you've ever heard them perform live, because I mean, like, I saw them at KCON in like 2016. There is no way to deny how good they are as vocalists. I cried like a little baby at, during their performances. Mine is when they did beep beep. I love beep beep though. I haven't, oh wait, yes. I keep forgetting as like, or people are forgetting that originally, like the way how B2B is that they were supposed to be the followers to what was then Beast, now Highlight, and that they were like a dance group before they really honed in on their vocals and prioritizing more of the vocals and that kind of performance rather than like, I mean, yes, they dance too, but like, they're like, we're going to shelve this a little bit. We're not going to be that almost cookie cutter type of boy group but we're gonna focus in on the vocals and this is what makes them b2b that and definitely not being cookie cutter boy group because they are some of the funniest motherfuckers i've ever seen in my life oh my god i adore minchuk and or aka Huda or huda how does he say is it huda or huda anyway minchuk um also minchuk's the the i the idol sports olympics god unquang yes. and cheng sub together are my favorite they exactly. are exactly ridiculous and honestly the fact that the newer kids like are not aware of them they aren't even that old they debuted in like 2012 yeah it's just like they i mean they they are industry veterans yes but they're still pretty relevant they they, they haven't lost touch new kids didn't know wow the song oh my god that song is legendary from them. Oh, the fuck i'm gonna i'm gonna have to beat some kids <laughs> i can't just, i can't I'm do this like, wow is that song everyone should know like you should know you should have heard the song even if you didn't know it was b2b girl catch me driving down the street with that shit blasting out my window <laughs> i will do the dance at the stoplight <laughs> I literally will like subconsciously hum beep beep bop bop while just going around um and like wow is wow uh I like wow is probably the b2b hype song for me like if I were to choose a song from b2b it probably would be wow like when they came out with that that was just like oh okay I like I've seen you during your debut but like this this piques my interest even more it really does kind of showcase though how the how you wave has moved it to like in the late 90s we saw like a handful of of very important groups 
And then early 2000s was also kind of a few more, but still like around the same number of very, very influential and important groups and soloists because BOA. Um, But like these days, there's so much content and so many groups that people don't remember a group that debuted around the same time as EXO just for what? For why? Like they just don't know it. Uh, For a comparison... Over half the groups that debuted the same time BTS did are now disbanded. I mean, if we're talk if we're talking about, you know, back in 2013. Oh shit. Hold on. I just dropped my headphones. One sec. Okay. If we're talking around 2013 uh, and BTS, they were not supposed to last this long either because they came from such a small company with no money. So that was miraculous. And now they're like the biggest k-pop band in the world that's pretty wild going back to a little bit more retro k-pop um a group uh that i'm reminded of a lot uh a lot of people probably don't know and they did have some releases in the early 2010s i always think uh my favorite song from them is i really like you a lot by jewelry and then their biggest song is baby one more Uh, is it baby one more time right um even till this day like people know that song from them and they'll do the dance as well like when it comes on every like older like probably anybody in their late 20s 30s know who they are and they know at least that song or know who jewelry is please i hope you guys remember who they are (laughs) i never listened to them honestly they weren't my they weren't my cup of tea and a scratch that apparently um out of the 32 groups that debuted in 2013 only nine are still active yeah i'm not surprised i mean if you think that idle time for groups like now is really short like okay hot debuted in 96 and they disbanded by 2000 the the like first generation groups their like actual time in the spotlight was a very very short amount of time even sooner 2017 80 groups debuted 38 are still active is it it's sad that groups in 2010 are considered retro now isn't that like kind of sad it is in my opinion because i got into k-pop around like 2008 2009 for me so like i mean i grew i practically grew up with k-pop thank you internet being internet of the a child of the internet um or else i wouldn't have known but uh i do find it a bit sad and it's just also like reinforcing you're old in the k-pop sphere it's like no i'm not i'm still in my 20s hello um but it is sad because like a lot of good songs and a lot of good groups came out at around that time and I mean their influences are still being spread till this day I just said something great and eloquent and I was fucking muted that entire time (laughs) I was like uh hello god damn it like I was trying to say is that it's a shame that you're like the everyone's favorite groups nowadays that a lot of people like discredit their faves faves because they're not hitting the numbers that people are doing now. They're not still, quote, relevant. Like, they're not relevant to you. Like, I still hear, like, old-ass K-pop out here in public. Like, today, freaking Palette by IU, which isn't old, but it's older, was playing in a shop. And I'm just chilling, bopping. And I forgot GD was on that song. Uh, who was it? 
start on the topic of like you bringing up ah dang it i lost who i was gonna talk about darn it i hate that can we talk about boa though because like although boa is still like the queen bitch today she's like one of the earliest popular female idols like she first debuted when she was 13 and then she made it big in japan and she even people forget that she even tried the american music market for a bit and then she came back and she's like it's always been like wait it was 20 years this year right her 20th anniversary right yes yes um people forget that the influence that she had and she's like one of the first idols to expand outside of korea she's just that bitch and we love her and she is to be respected it still makes me so angry that people when when her stuff was coming out everyone's like who is this old lady and i'm like bro you do not disrespect boba like that no no Mm-mm. like same thing with like Hyori. here's a question shana would we consider her f- earlier stuff quote retro oh my god good question i don't i mean like her wonder girl stuff oh yeah people probably would people don't even know she was part of wonder girls like people didn't even know she was part of the whole like and like when their anniversary came up not too long ago people are like hiana was in wonder girls yes she was she was an irony people forget that wonder girls was a band exactly and the influence that they had too oh my god like you put on nobody everybody knows that dance and it's like most people know it in english and korean wonder girls were they i'm so hot was a wonder girl song wasn't it i'm so hot Mm -hmm. oh my god though but blackpink's cover of that oh really good i love their rendition of so hot um also i really enjoy when um groups cover tell me tell me was that other song from them if you didn't know um nobody tell me was probably the other song that everybody knew the dance to and like remember in the early or i don't know if you guys um (laughs) sorry i read what roxy put (laughs) i started laughing um uh, sorry i just (laughs) just ran back inside (laughs) It's okay. Um, Like, remember, I don't know if you guys ever watched clips of when around the Chuseok or um, specials or any of those types of special shows when we would see a lot more interaction between groups and I miss the days that boys and girls can look at each other without people assuming they were dating. Exactly. And then I remember always seeing like groups whenever tell me like, I think it was, was it, I don't remember if it was Sistar that covered it. I think it was Sistar that covered it. But if you look into the back, everybody was dancing Tell Me from the Wonder Girls. Everybody knew who the, this song. And it's just like, people are forgetting that the Wonder Girls are a thing. I swear the day that they make their reunion, all hell's gonna break loose again. I swear that like tell me or um nobody is like the equivalent of like 
um, country roads or sweet home, like, like care. What is that song? Like not sweet home, Alabama, but like sweet, sweet Caroline. I swear that's the Korean equivalent. Um, another, you know, we don't talk about him enough, but I mean, now that he is, uh, he, I, I believe a lot of people would consider him more retro. Psy and his influence as well. That's, people don't understand the genius that man is. Retro? Psy is a fucking genius. How is he retro? <laughs> dude, he has like, his career is like almost 15 years, dude. Gun- Gundam style was like a freak of nature. He had been releasing music since 2001. Mm-hmm. Champion, oh like if you listen to Champion and then you also see 2AM cover like some of those songs and it's just like, damn, like he has been sprinkling seeds here and there for the longest time. And now look where he's at. He has P Nation. Like we know that everybody's wanting another side comeback. But like, I think it was Jesse's like, oh, he has songs, but he just he's not satisfied enough to put it out. I think Psy is an interesting topic because you can tell a lot about a person based on their opinion of him. Do you know what I mean? Right. And you know that like he lived in America for a while, right? He was supposed to go to Boston University. He quit like his degree and used all his money on like entertainment equipment. And then he applied at Berkeley and dropped out. What a man. But he got into Berkeley? Yes, he got into Berkeley. Like Berkeley School of Music? Yes. God damn. He's a genius, guys. I feel like a lot of people would say, though, that Gangnam Style was like, quote unquote, disrespectful because it's so like comedic. It's po- okay. As as someone who lives in Gangnam, it me- it's like tongue in cheekness about the Gangnam area is perfect. And I feel like that's what's like, not, or. Sai is very known for his comedic things that he does with any of his songs. And so I think like when Gangnam Style popped off, it was just like, now people are really like, oh, who's, who is this dude? And getting more into his music. And like, I mean, even to the point where we got a Snoop Dogg collab, like, really? (laughs) Like, oh, okay, it's happening. I mean, you could argue that the the virality of Gangnam Style is sort of what started the push of the How You Wave into a more mainstream, like, American audience. Do people forget that Psy was under YG, too? I'm no, sure I remember. <laughs> I'm pretty sure others do, but I remember. Like, because he went broke for a while because of, like, um, his... Like, he did some stuff about not completing his military service or something. And he didn't com- do his work, so he had to get re-enlisted. So, like, that's a thing. I feel like Psy is one of the reasons why the discussion about idols and enlistment is kind of kind of a touchy subject in Korea. Why is it touchy, though? Um, Because there's a lot of thought that idols don't get the same treatment as normal people do. Like, entertainers and stuff that they would should get in the service. I don't know. We could. That's a whole other discussion for another day, though. Another artist that people forget that he he also has a great impact. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's had a great impact, especially with his older songs. Is Rain? People forget that he's also 
kind of considered retro. I mean, yes, he's active now. He's been active, but like his earlier music, man. Brainism is my jam. I'm not going to lie. Yep. Oh, man. And like he was that he was like the heartthrob in his day. He's still pretty sexy. I'm not going to lie. He's a married man. I tried to keep my eyes under control. I know he's a married man. He's a married man with a child. Right? He, he's a dad. He's a dad. I mean, <laughs> he's a dad. Like, he's a legit dad. And I'm just like, I keep forgetting this, that you're... But you know what? Like, he's he's making a resurgence back in the K-pop field again. So it's just like, oh, okay. But, like, I get flashbacks to... Uh, I forgot. Is it Mama 2012 or 2013? Where he... He finishes enlistment and they brought him back when he performed uh, It's Raining. You just see EXO and all of them dancing along. It's just like, dude, like people forget the influence he had as well. I just hate that like that's all considered retro because now like those of us who've been K-pop fans for like 8, 9, 10, 11 years are just like crying, like being like, oh my God, all my faves are considered retro it'd be like if we were listening to like disco music right and it's just like go ahead do you think k-pop will ever see the thing that like american music scene is seeing now that like it's cool to listen to the old sounding stuff yes yes absolutely humans have a very predictable pattern so yes they will in like 10 years someone who's gonna be like i'm better than you because i listen to hot only yeah, I definitely agree that, like, it's gonna hit that realm of, like, a lot of newer kids, like, if we take the equivalent, a lot of newer kids here in the Western world, they're they're rediscovering 90s R&B, hip-hop, and early 2000s um, music, and they're like, oh, this is a jam. Like, you've seen those TikTok challenges where it's like, oh, you know, they split it in halves, like, oh, if you know this song, go here, if you don't, but, like, it's, introducing a lot of older music to younger people and now we're seeing this style of music coming back into the fold of now comebacks um like for example um damn it no fuck fine i'll bring up the iu agenda one more time um there is a ballad that is off of her newest album which is very reminiscent to like I think the both of you know, like, those R&B, like, karaoke type songs. Like, once you hear it, you know, like, oh, you'd hear this here in the U.S. as, like, a song that you jam out to at a karaoke bar. And it's just very comforting and nostalgic in that sense. And we're seeing that now with a lot more recent releases. And so, yeah, I think it would definitely come back where these types of sounds are gonna make a resurgence every few years or so for the record also just want to say that uh rain was a part of jyp also early 2000s just saying literally all that's why literally rain got his big start was with them i just realized with our parameters early 2 p.m would be considered retro k-pop and they're together again did you see the video that's going around yeah where they're hanging out and i'm just like dude what are you planning are you already filming your music video please release it speaking of 2 p.m do y'all see like um Takion's acting in vincenzo fucking crazy fucker but i love it I'm waiting for it to finish so I can just binge it. It's not going to finish for a while. They're taking a break. I think it's like one or two weeks. I don't mind. I, I, I know everybody's talking about how good that drama is, though. It's kind of bloody, though. Not going to lie. I don't mind. 
Oh man, I it's I feel like I feel aged in this discussion because like I'm just thinking about like I'm scrolling through Spotify looking at my liked music and I'm just like wow like early Big Bang would be considered retro like Haru Haru the song that is Haru Haru oh my god it's kind of hard to like wrap your mind around the fact that it is 2021 which means stuff that came out in 2009 is over 10 years old like early like infinite and vix and i'm just like bruh those are like the songs like infinite or those like what it was infinite right infinite was known for their razor sharp choreography yes they were and it's just like who's even known for that now or is that just like the standard these days i feel like it is like now the standard and then i was thinking about they recently celebrated their anniversary kara They've been around for a long time, but people forget and that they had member changes and Kara and Tiara and all the four letter girl groups from back then. I just I feel like people on the Internet have the attention span of a squirrel. So like it's just so easily forgotten and replaced by like new groups when people are like, nobody's done it like this group. I'm like, yes, they have. This is not new. Yeah, like, if it's been done, it has been done, you know? Didn't Andy Warhol say something about that? Like, like, art is what you can get away with. So, like, all these new concepts, like, if they can get away with it, it's, it's, they're that thing. I had a brain fart moment. Sorry. I was just like, there was something I wanted to say. I've been having a lot of those today. I had to dig out the quote. Andy Warhol said that like everything repeats itself it's amazing that everyone thinks everything is new but it's all repeat and I'm just like that applies to k-pop too oh my god it really does like you you'll see like a lot of things come back and there's gonna be a period of time in again where it's just gonna slow down for a bit and it's just like I don't know what else to release let's do a remake of this and it's, it's crazy because it's like I was having this discussion today with um, another one of our team members about how while a lot of people say this to poke fun at K-pop, there is some rationality of it. A lot of K-pop boys begin to look the same when they're all styled in the same like hairstyle, makeup, the same like silky shirt and overly too tight pants posed with the same lighting they all tend to blend together. I can't be the only one that thinks that. They all tend to look the same with the same styling, the same makeup. Like, you can't tell me you put certain idols together and you're like, what? Like, they all look like they could be brothers. Well, that's because it's a formula that works. And the media industry, if something works, they will run it into the ground, which is why all of the movies that do so well end up with sequels that suck because it made a ton of money before and they assume it'll make a ton of money again. So that's why that happens, fun fact. The whole, if it's not broke, it don't fix it thing really shouldn't apply to media. Okay, like low-key, I am fading so hard right now, you guys. Same. I'm done. Can we start talking about Celeb 5? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, hang on. do you want me to, to transition us? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so... Starting again in two, one, 
So we have been talking about a lot of like old, old school K-pop stuff and songs that, some songs that are our favorites that are older than the average K-pop fan these days. Recently, there's been a group, I, they're not rookies anymore, but I would say that they're underrated, that really plays into that old school K-pop sound, that retro sound. And that's Celeb 5. So Celeb 5 actually debuted in 2018, I believe. And it is a group, a girl group that is composed of like some really famous uh, female comedians, um, which is a, it's a very interesting concept. And I don't think it gets a lot of international attention. It's more so they get more attention in Korea because the members are such famous comedians that are on shows all the time and stuff international fans will recognize um one of them kim chin young she's literally everywhere yeah there's no way that you can like be a fan of korean media and not see her but like their concept is they are they kind of poke fun at things and it's kind of fun in a way because it provides humor to an industry that it's really hard to find it in yeah so what is the name of the song um if you go if you google them if you go on youtube i want to be a celeb it's their debut yeah and and it's just like it's kind of funny with like they're all celebs but they're singing about i want to be a celeb it's uh it's kind of like a, a parody almost but the one thing that i can say is that they go fucking hard in that dance dude and that couldn't have been easy the thing that we forgot to mention is they're all well over 30 well over 30 like one of my favorite things about Celeb 5 is that when you like if you pull them up on Spotify or like any music platform you'll see like the the sequin um dresses or the blazers and with the 90s you know bouffant type of hair and I'm just like yeah you (laughs) it's kind of like they bring that back and it's just like Oh my god, fashion back then, but also like, yes, I'm here for it. And then um when they parody off of from their song, I wish I could unsee that with the white dresses, the flower crowns, and I'm just like, it's so refreshing to see. That's a one group. of my favorite songs, okay? Like, like it's so refreshing to see like Celeb Five poke fun at like these are the types of concepts like that are coming out or let's bring this back and everything like that and it's just like yeah like we like these concepts we like you know we certain people resonate with the with that type of concept but it it is funny to see it done in a very comedic and lighthearted way. I love the name of that song. That's so fucking funny. I wish I could unsee that. Right? I was just like of all. The irony of that is that concept that they're using in their song was the hot concept for that year. That is like, that is like my anthem, dude. That just hits me in the soul. I just wish I could unsee that. There's a lot of things that we see on the internet, especially where you're just like, oh, I'm going to put my phone down and just, yeah. Um, Go ahead. I just think it's a fun, they're a fun group to sort of like, (laughs) just chill with if that makes sense like it's just so lighthearted and it's really nice and in an industry that can sometimes get super serious and overwhelming it's just fun to see them out there doing that 
I forgot what award show uh, they participated in, but they won something. And I, like, just to see their faces, like, what? We actually did this? I was so happy for them just because it's like, yeah, why not? I'm actually looking at that up because I can't remember. I remember what you're talking about, but I can't remember the award. Yeah, I don't remember the award for it, but I was just like, I remember also like back then when I was just like looking for like fan cam reactions of other groups watching other, you know, other groups. I like one of the. Um, oh, they won. They won Discovery of the Year in 2018 at the Genie Music Awards. Nice, congratulations. Um, I, going back to it, I just remember seeing them in the crowd, like they're sitting there and they just feel so out of place because yes, while technically they're considered industry seniors, like they were considered a newer group and they're like, I feel so out of place here. I forgot which group interacted with them, but like it was a boy group and just see them like being so, the boy group being so nice and like offering, I believe they offered their jacket or blankets of some sort to help cover their, you know, the modesty thing and I was just like seeing that made me so like it was just so wholesome in that sense because they're like yes we may be like industry seniors but we're new to this and it like this is a foreign place of actually being on a show like this and getting recognized for something I just really appreciate that and how they're able to accomplish that they're so fun but I feel like also Korea likes their gimmick groups because then there's like there's no norazano or norazano um newer k-pop fans would have no idea who we're talking about but he's the guy that always dresses up in the weird costumes on stage so yeah if you need a little pick-me-up definitely check out celeb five they're really fun uh do we have any final thoughts for today's episode y'all keep a lookout for some updates on the mini issue, we finally announced the God Seven mini issue. We've been teasing it for a couple weeks, and now that it's here, we're so excited to be able to share it with you. Uh, final thoughts on my end is like, please give these older groups a listen. Like, really, like, it, it, it may not be like your cup of tea, but like, there's a lot of influences that are like your your favorites nowadays are pulling influences from these older groups or older songs and just give it a chance I mean like it it doesn't hurt and it it just puts a blast to the past and you kind of laugh at it but at the same time yo like some of these songs are really good no no cap on that one so yeah like please give them a listen other than that like it's got it's good to be back with you guys and recording the podcast i missed you guys it's good to know you know the base of where your faves come from so history is always fun to look at and uh you can pick out patterns of how things will go in the future with it too um and as always be sure to keep up with us on our social media channels we will have more information about the got seven mini issue coming up on that and of course keep you guys updated on everything that's going on in the K-pop world. Uh, the Craze Cast is also available on all streaming platforms, so be sure to give us a follow and don't uh, forget to give us a rating or a review. So this has been the Craze Cast, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.